It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 10th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. A lot to get to on today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll talk about the Magic Summer League game against the Miami Heat, what's coming out of Summer League now with Mobamba officially on the shelf for the rest of the, the week at least, uh, and uh, some players beginning to emerge that, that might actually make this roster and make an impact for the team moving forward. Then, of course, the Magic make a signing. They bring back Ken Birch on a two-year, $6 million contract. We'll talk about his return. And then, yes, I will finally address the big rumor in the room and why I don't think the Magic should go after Russell Westbrook. I just, I, I'll, I'll explain why I don't think it's quite time to get there, but yet explain why this is a good thing that we can even discuss this reasonably. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail with lo- a local expert like me who knows what I'm talking about and fo- follows this team religiously, There's a podcast for every single team in the NBA doing the exact same thing. Want the lowdown on the Miami Heat as they get ready to take on, as as they beat the Orlando Magic and are involved in those Russell Westbrook talks that I hinted about? Check out Locked On Heat. Want to get a leg up on the Brooklyn Nets and uh, what they're doing this summer? Check out Locked On Nets. Want the general NBA perspective? You can go to Locked On NBA or Locked On Fantasy Basketball and get your NFL, MLB, and college podcast to you all on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, or wherever you download podcasts. Remember, the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic played their third summer league game of the year. It'll be the third of at least five. There could be more. Their third summer league game of the year on Tuesday as they took on the Miami Heat in a 96-92 loss. As always, the score doesn't really matter, but... Orlando was in a back-and-forth game in the end, but really the news of the day was what happened beforehand. The Orlando Magic announced that Mohamed Bamba will not play for the rest of the Summer League, uh, being shut down after one game because of general soreness. Now, uh, according to reports, the general the soreness is not in the left leg, which Bamba injured earlier this year, and the Magic are being just extremely cautious with Bamba. At the end of the day, it doesn't sound like it's serious. It's they don't want to overtax him. And, and, and I, I try to remind everyone about, about this. The summer league games are really all we have to work on as far as the media, as far as observers, as far as fans. But that is not all that goes on during summer league. The practices are high-intensity practices because that's where you make your impression on the coaching staff and on the front office. Not as much in the games, or the games are at least part of the puzzle, as much as practices are part of the puzzle. So Mo Bamba has been involved in these practices, has played in these practices, and the Magic have seen plenty of him. In fact, 
I don't really even care that he's hurt. And he's not hurt. He's not injured. If this were a regular season game, he'd be playing. Bamba said on the ESPN broadcast during uh, during Tuesday's game that he felt like he could play, but the medical staff wanted to be cautious and ease up on him. You don't want to overtax things and, and make and injure anything else or do anything anything else. This is all precautionary. And frankly, the Magic saw what they needed to see in Bamba. 15 points in 15 minutes in Friday's game. He looked good. He at least looked like he was where he was when he left off in January. So I don't think there's any concern about Mo Bamba at the moment. Um, and, and I don't think this is any cause for alarm. It does stink that we don't get to see Bamba again, that we only get that little taste of where he's at and who he is at this point. But we'll see him again in September, and that's really all that matters right now. But that leaves us with, though, in Summer League is not a lot. I think it's pretty safe to say through three Summer League games that this is a team that is a bit lacking, I hate to say. There aren't many players of interest. There's no you know rookie to be interested in. Obviously, the first-round pick, Chuma Okiki, is out with the ACL injury. Bamba now on the shelf. It's hard to... It's hard to point to anything specific, I, I suppose. It's hard to point to anything that we can say, this is something we need to get behind. This is something we really need to study. At this point, it's just about discovering kind of diamonds in the rough. It's about discovering players who have slipped under the radar and are potential to, you know, potential players who could you know, maybe make the roster as a 14th or 15th guy who could maybe make the roster as a two-way contract player, as an Exhibit 10 guy. This is about filling out the edges of the sort of NBA map. And that's okay. That's, you know, don't want to take away from those guys. Those guys work hard and, and they can turn into something. It's an investment. It's a long-term investment in development. But we're not talking about guys that are going to make an impact for this Magic team and, and you know, even bringing back Kim Birch now this team is extremely deep at a lot of different areas. But there are still things to study, and I think we are beginning to see kind of players emerge that that you know are rising to the top of this group. Emil Jefferson, we obviously know what he can do. I mean, he's doing he's been playing this way and, and playing at a high level in these kinds of games for several years now, and he had a stellar game on Tuesday. For, for the Orlando Magic in the loss. So, you know, 25 points, 15 rebounds, something like that. Daquan Jeffries finally appears to be turning that corner too. And it's Daquan Jeffries that's really interesting. I think he's the player that provides the most intrigue of any of the guys that the Magic have right now. Jeffries was one of the guy, one of the, uh, I guess, last players to not get drafted, not to get drafted. And he is starting to really come into his own. The last two games, his three-point shots started to come around. He started to shoot a little more confidently. I think separating him from Eric McCree, who's a little bit more ball-dominant, has helped him out. And all of a sudden, Jeffries looks like one of the better players on the floor. 21 points, 7 for 13 shooting, made five of his six three-pointers in Tuesday's game. Pretty efficient with the ball, too. Was able to get to the basket. Had really good pick-and-roll chemistry with Emil Jefferson. They, they found each other a lot. And... Got after it defensively. 
Remember, what you're looking for from these summer league guys is, is not necessarily their ability to score, but how they score. Because they're probably not going to be in one-on-one situations a lot in the NBA. So can they work off the ball? Can they take advantage of opportunities when they come around? Can they keep the ball moving? Can they get after it defensively? Those are the things you really look for. And I have to say, these last two games especially, Daquan Jeffries has played with that chip on his shoulder. He's played with that desire and that push that the Magic certainly want and, and he certainly wants to display. And that's big, obviously, for this team. That's not just big for this team, obviously. That's what they want to see. Jeffries can be effective, uh, can, can, can hit shot, open shots when he's given them, and can take it off the dribble a little bit. And at the very least, that feels like it's worth a two-way contract. I would say I was skeptical about Jeffries after that first game. I thought he, he looked really nervous and, and really struggled. And, and, and while the rest of the team was playing well, you know, especially McCree was playing really well, it looked like he wasn't quite what was advertised. But I think the light bulb clicked. I think he, he finally got himself under wraps and, and started playing with some composure and poise over the last game and a half, two games. And all of a sudden, he looks like someone who's at least interesting. Someone who's worth continuing to invest in and develop. Because again, that's what we're really looking for. Who is worth continuing to invest in and develop? There are other players, of course. I think that the Magic really do like Brian Angelo Rodas. He did not play in Tuesday's game as Orlando starts to get other guys uh, some playing time. We still have not seen B.J. Taylor and Chad Brown, the UCF alums. Um, You know, I think they like Vic Law. Um, You know, I'm a Northwestern guy, so I will keep pumping Vic Law up. Um, but I do think the Magic like Vic Law. Now, I don't think he's going to get a two-way contract. I think he's an Exhibit 10 guy. But, you know, the way they played him the last few games, and honestly, the way he's played, you can see the contours of his game. Again, Vic Law did not play in Tuesday's game either because they're going to try and get everyone in at this point. Because you're also there auditioning for other scouts as well. There's international scouts at these games as well. They're looking to fill out their rosters. It's a if you've never been to NBA Summer League, it is literally NBA, it is literally basketball convention. Everyone in the basketball world descends on Vegas for this week to just study the game, talk with people. It's it's incredible. It's it's really a, it's really a great environment. They've they've done a fantastic job setting that up. But for the Magic, they're looking to fill out the end of their roster. And a successful summer league to me is finding these kinds of guys is being able to identify talent that you can continue to grow, that you can bring back the next year and they'll be in line for a bigger role or they'll be significantly better. Honestly, Emil Jefferson is better today than he was last year. Is he any closer to making the NBA? That's another question. Unfortunately, it was a question for him that was a question that was somewhat answered by what the Magic did uh, late on Tuesday night. But at the end of the day, Orlando is looking to polish off some diamonds, find something of value in this summer league. And, and now with Bamba out of the way, the focus will be on these little things. I do like Daquan Jeffries to get a two-way contract. He's been really impressive the last two games. And I imagine it, that, that what we're seeing in these games is what, what the Magic saw in practices. It wouldn't surprise me to see them lock him up pretty, pretty quickly. 
I don't know if he'll play Wednesday. He's obviously played three games already. Um, but I, I, I think that he has proven himself to be pretty good. And this game was certainly a sign of that, where he and Emil Jefferson were really the only guys playing with any type of efficiency. Really the only two major players that were contributing much offensively, and they both held their own defensively too. And that's what you want to see. So polishing off some diamonds in the rough here is what the rest of Summer League's about, whether it's two games or more. These next games are all about finding out who can make it at the end of the Magic's roster without Mo Bamba there. We'll talk more about what we learned from Mo Bamba, I think, on a later episode of Lockdown Magic. we got a long summer ahead of us, so we got a lot to muse on as well. Um, but we'll we'll dive in a little bit more to what his summer league what his summer league experience was was about whether it was successful what we need to still see from him um, moving forward. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But that center rotation did get a little bit more muddied, perhaps. Um, did, did change up a little bit with what the Magic did Tuesday. As, as, as we've noted before, the Magic have stated their main goal was to bring back their own free agents. Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross widely assumed to be the big, big fish in that pot, but Ken Birch was someone who was also pretty important. Birch just has turned himself into a solid pick-and-roll defender off the bench, a perfect backup center in so many ways. Someone who doesn't play too far outside of himself, is in the right spot, does whatever the team needs him to do, and for the most part, doesn't complain about it. When Mo Bamba went out and Ken Birch came into the rotation, that's when things changed for the Orlando Magic. It, you know, it, it's you know maybe not the complete cause, but the effect was pretty clear. Birch just brought a solid, you know, just solid understanding of defensive positioning that Bamba, as a rookie, didn't have. And of course, Birch was one of those diamonds in the rough that the Magic found in summer league. They didn't find him in summer league, but they found him in the off season. Someone who'd been passed over by the NBA had gone to Europe and, and just desperately wanted to be in the NBA. Took less money to be with the Magic, in fact. And so now, finally hitting free agency, he got his money. He got his deal. He got his opportunity. Well, now he'll have to make his own opportunity again. But that's Birch. We know that he's going to work hard. We know what he's going to provide, and Orlando does too. And so they wanted to bring him back. A reported two-year, $6 million deal is reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Ken Birch is back with the Orlando Magic, or will be back with the Orlando Magic. Obviously not official yet. And that is a huge boost to the Orlando Magic. I want to point this out because I think this gets lost. Yes, Ken Birch does not have a clear path to play. And it would have been nice, I think, you know, and, and as someone who interacts with a lot of these guys. Um, Birch is a hard worker. He's earned this opportunity. I'd love to see him in a place where he knows he's going to get minutes. I can't sit here and look at this Magic roster and say he will get minutes. Last year, the Magic 
opted to use Mo Bamba as the backup center, you know, for better or for worse. And there's an argument for both. And Birch largely sat on the bench until January when Bamba first presented symptoms of the injury. And when Birch came in, he picked up right where he left off and played exceptionally well. But now Bamba's back. Are the Magic going to put Birch back into that spot? Are they going to put him back on the bench? How are they going to manage those minutes? It's a lot of money to be spending. You know, $3 million per year isn't a ton of money, but it is a lot of money to be spending on a third-string center. And the amount does keep the Magic underneath the luxury tax, according to Bobby Marks, which, which, is, which seems pretty important to the team. It's not clear where Birch will play or how much minutes Birch will play, but I will say this. Depth is not a bad thing. The fact the Magic have three centers that they are confident in is a good thing. It does reduce that margin for error that we were talking about. I think one thing the Magic feared last year was if anyone got hurt, if any key player got hurt, they were a little exposed. They didn't have depth. Now with Alpha Rukaminu, now with Ken Birch, they're not exposed, at least in the front court. Back court, maybe a little bit more. But they can go enter the game with several combinations that they probably feel comfortable with. I can't tell you how valuable that is. I don't think, you know, I think there's been various points where we thought the Magic were pretty deep. You know, I I wouldn't say that this is 2010 levels of depth. That 2010 team is probably the deepest team the Magic have ever fielded. But there are legitimately nine or ten guys that you feel comfortable putting, you know, giving a spot start. Really, the only place where the Magic probably feel a little exposed right now is point guard. And that's only because we, the public, do not know where Markel Fultz is at. So this Birch signing is big. It gives the Magic, yes, another little trade chip that they can use down the road, perhaps. When you have depth, you're willing to give up, give up some of it to get a player of value. So the Magic do have depth now. They have confidence that if they lose a player in one spot, whether by trade or injury, they can play around it. But Birch does more than that. Of course, you know, you don't want to assign a guy just to think about how you're going to trade him and use him later on down the road. Birch does more than that. He is a good defender. He fits this team's mentality perfectly. And having him back is a luxury the Magic need. Like I said, the depth is a big thing, but so is his poise, his, his selflessness, to be frank, and his defensive ability. That's all going to come in handy at some point during this season. And it's great to have Ken Birch back. He has been nothing but a model player for this team and someone who deserves the contract he's got. Very quietly, one of the better players left on the market and the Magic were able to retain him. So good on them. And we'll see what that competition is like at center whether Birch can scratch out some minutes, or whether Bamba is going to end up taking that spot. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But now on to some national news. Um, I I think that it's been, you know, I've kind of avoided the topic mostly because I've still been thinking about it so much and trying to get my thoughts around it, but in the wake of Friday's big move of the of the LA Clippers acquiring Paul George from the Oklahoma City Thunder and Kawhi Leonard, of course, in free agency, there, you know, the trade rumors have run wild about Russell Westbrook. The Thunder reportedly have or will meet with Westbrook, and they seem to be as open as they've ever been to trade Russell Westbrook. And as I've, as I've said, and, and I will make this argument again later on in the summer because I do think it's an important lesson, and I'm, I'm kind of making the argument that I want to make here now too, it's becoming clear around this league that the best way to acquire stars is to collect assets and go get them in trade in, in a period called pre-agency. Essentially when a player's contract is about to expire and they decide, I'm getting out now. I'm going to get to my team now so they have my bird rights and they can sign me to the contract I deserve. It's what Oklahoma City did in acquiring Paul George. It's what Toronto did in acquiring Kawhi Leonard. It was kind of giving you that trial balloon, that trial year before you hit free agency. And really, these, these deals are tough to do because you have to have the assets. You have to have the players to make it work and then have enough players left on your roster to support that player. So you can see where I'm getting at with why depth and the Ken Burke signing is so important. Is now the Magic are in position to make these kinds of deals. The question at bar, though, is whether Russell Westbrook is the right kind of deal. I'm not going to lie, and, and, and all the, the crowd that's saying you, when, you, when a star like this comes out, you go for it, you do whatever it takes. I don't disagree with that thought. When a player of this caliber comes onto the market in whatever form, in whatever team it is, you have to investigate, you have to explore. Period. Full stop. Russell Westbrook is one of the best players in the league. But there are a lot of questions about Russell Westbrook. He's had a long history of injuries. I believe he also had knee surgery at the beginning of the offseason. He is a player that plays a particular style. He's, you know, uh, you know, maybe this is fair, maybe this is unfair. He's become this generation sort of Allen Iverson. A player that is supremely talented, Hall of Fame guy, but a player who plays such a specific style of basketball that it's hard to integrate others around him. And you do have to have the right team to make it all work. I have no doubt doubt that if Russell Westbrook were on the Magic and healthy, the Magic would be a guaranteed playoff team. Would they get out of the first round? They haven't in Oklahoma City since Kevin Durant left. That's not all on Westbrook, of course, but I still feel like you need the right team around him. And that team is a team full of shooters, full of kind of athletic defenders, 
and guys that can kind of keep up with his intensity. I don't think Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is a bad locker room guy. I think he's hard on his teammates, which is good, which is needed. And I think he is one of the most loyal players in the league. From everything I've read about Russell Westbrook, he rides and dies with his teammates. And if you cross him, if you, you know, you know, don't ride or die with him, if you don't bring that kind of same edge that he has, that's where there are problems. I don't see that as a bad thing. But I'm not sure it meshes well with the Magic's current roster. Number one, the Magic don't have the shooting. Number two, the Magic really don't have that second star to help carry the load. They don't have the roster, I think, to support a guy like Russell Westbrook. And number three, let's be real. I'm not sure any of these guys could really handle that kind of intensity and pressure that comes with Russell Westbrook. Not to mention that Westbrook with three years and a mega contract still on on the books. Not to mention that if you acquire a player like Russell Westbrook, you are in championship window. I don't care that Russell Westbrook hasn't been out of the first round in several years. When you get a player like that, when you acquire a player like that, you put the winning pressure and ramp it up to 10. Remember when the Magic acquired Serge Ibaka? That deal ramped the Magic up to playoffs or bust. There was no other acceptable result to that season after the deal that the Magic made. A Russell Westbrook deal would do the same. It wouldn't just be enough to merely make the playoffs. It would be advanced. It'd be a contender. And... You know, I'm not entirely sure Russell Westbrook plopped onto this roster, you know, without, say, an Evan Fournier, without, say, an Aaron Gordon, without one of those starters, would work. Now, all accounts from reporters of the Magic, from listening to Jeff Weltman's words, all accounts would suggest the Magic are not interested in Russell Westbrook. While there's a lot of people who are connecting dots and saying, oh, the Magic need a point guard, it's a nice young team give them Russell Westbrook, and all of a sudden, they're, they're a lot more interesting. It's a lot of dot connecting that, you know, makes some sense, makes some logical sense, but it doesn't seem like the Magic are interested in Westbrook at this time. And I can understand why. They would have to give up a lot to get him. Most likely Aaron Gordon. Most likely Mo Bamba or one of their other young players. Most likely a first-round pick or a few because Oklahoma City is raking in the first-round picks at the moment. They've become Boston with how they've stored first-round picks. And so... And so... I don't feel like the Magic are in the best position to go after this guy. In fact, I would argue the Magic are not quite at the stage where they should be seriously looking into acquiring that second star, or acquiring that star via trade. Fact of the matter is, the Magic still have a lot of questions to answer about their team. What exactly is the potential of their team? Who is the guy that's going to step up? We know what Nikola Vucevic could do, but what is Aaron Gordon? What is Jonathan Isaac? What is Markel Fultz? And until you really know those questions... I just don't think the Magic are quite there to acquire a guy like Westbrook or Bradley Beal or whoever comes on the market yet. I'm not sure they're there. I do agree with Jeff Weltman that that some continuity and not and, and running it back to some extent will help fill in a lot of these gaps. 
Now my tune could change completely by February. Let's say Jonathan Isaac's averaging 15 points per game and, and playing exceptionally well. Maybe I am a little more willing to part with an Aaron Gordon or someone else, so, or, or you know, certainly an Evan Fournier. Maybe I'm willing to part with one of those starting players to bring in that kind of game-changing player. But at this point, I'm not ready to risk it. At this point, I think I'm, I'm willing to take the risk of letting this roster grow and develop before I really understand what it is because this team could just as easily fall back a little bit now to the playoff picture as much as they could take that next step. And if they look ready to take that next step and it's clear that they're missing just that one piece, that one guy, that straw that stirs the drink, that's when you make the move. You look at Dallas and what they did with with Luka Dutt, with Kristaps Porzingis. They knew very quickly that they had something special in Luka Doncic. And so they felt like they could be aggressive and make that kind of a move. In Orlando, I'm not sure we're quite there yet. We're close. We're really, really close. And frankly, the fact that we can have this discussion very reasonably is a sign of progress. As a sign that reputation of the Magic has changed around the league a little bit. That this team has accomplished something and taken a step up. Maybe we're not at the stage where we pull the trigger on this kind of a deal. But they are in the conversation. And believe me, every disgruntled star, every star that comes on the market, I've already seen a potential thought of going out and acquiring Kyle Lowry, which honestly, I kind of like that idea a little bit more than... than uh, Russell Westbrook to some extent, not all extents, but some extent. Every one of these guys that comes on the market, the magic will be in that conversation. So now it's about finding the right guy, the right package, the right risk, and the right time to do this kind of a thing, to make this kind of a splashy move. If there's one thing we've learned about Jeff Weltman, though, he is not going to make a splashy move just to make a splashy move. He's going to be patient and deliberate. He's going to go through his process. He's going to trust his staff, his development staff, his coaching staff, his players before making this kind of a move. And I do have to say, I think that this group deserves a chance to grow a little bit more. I don't think they're ready for this. Certainly not ready for a player as polarizing, perhaps, as Russell Westbrook is. A player as unique, uh, a player that requires uh, a, a sort of unique approach to the game, like Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure the team is quite there yet. Maybe I'm being a little conservative. Maybe I'm being a little optimistic about the current roster. But that's kind of where I stand. I don't think this team is... I don't think this team is in the race for Russell Westbrook at all, to be to be perfectly honest. I don't think Westbrook has an interest in being in Orlando. But I don't think it's the right time to make it that move. Orlando is not in the business of skipping steps in this process. They're going to wait and let things grow and germinate a little bit. And then they'll see what opportunities come across. honored to be in this conversation but not quite ready to pull the trigger I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic of course find me on Twitter at, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Stitcher TuneIn Himalaya the Google Play app and all the fun places to download podcasts to your 
podcast enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_md, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow to wrap up another day of Summer League. Later on in the week, we'll talk a little bit about this cap situation and where the Magic stand, especially now with the Ken Birch signing under uh, having taken place and what's going to happen with this team moving forward. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that, about that later on in the week. We'll wrap up Mo Bamba at some point as well. But that's for, that's for a future day. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.